This episode of Gwinnett History Back in the Day is brought to you by Gwinnett Magazine's Guide to Gwinnett. Hey guys, welcome back to Gwinnett History Back in the Day. I'm your host, Nathan McGill, and we are continuing our series on Gwinnett's cities, city history. And we're looking at a couple of things. We're looking at um, uh, information about the cities that you can find in Gwinnett Magazine's Guide to Gwinnett. And we are also talking about history that we find on their websites, on the city sites, on the government sites, approved history that's been used. Um, That way we're not trusting any kind of third-party research here, not for these episodes. Um, Of course, you can check out all of our episodes here. Um, Go to the All Episodes tab and you will find stories from all across Gwinnett County and all different parts of our histories from the early, early origins all the way up until a couple weeks ago. So that's kind of like what we cover. We cover everything here on the History Podcast. Today we're talking about the city of Snellville. There's a lot of changing history happening right now in the city of Snellville. Big things are on the horizon for the city where everybody is proud to be somebody. The city's U.S. post office has been moved to a brand new facility to make way for an expansive new development, the Grove at Town Center. The Grove at Town Center will bring 250 luxury apartments, a 750-space public parking garage, several thousand square feet of retail and office space, and a unique city market. It will also have a new Gwinnett County Library, where the current Elizabeth Williams branch will be located to. All of these exciting amenities at the Grove at Town Center will help to create a lively new city center and a downtown for Snellville. A greenway is being built, which will connect the Grove with T.W. Briscoe Park and nearby cities such as Stone Mountain and Lawrenceville. So stay tuned. You're going to love what you see. Back in the day... Uh, in Snellville, if you go to their website, um, you'll find out more about the city's origins. Snellville is, first of all, located approximately 25 miles northeast of Atlanta and 45 miles west of Athens at the intersection of Highway 78 and Georgia 124. It has become one of Gwinnett's County's fastest-growing cities with a population of 20,000 people. The first settlers in the southern part of Gwinnett County, known as Snellville, were the Creek Indians. And um, so they lived along most of the waterways there. Uh, one of their burial sites was Lanier Mountain, just west of downtown. For two centuries, residents of Snellville had found arrowheads, broken pottery, tomahawks, pipes, and other evidence of Native American presence. After the county of Gwinnett was established in 1818, and the land lottery of 1820 uh, was established. Many families moved to the southern part of the county where they found rich timber, fertile soil, and abundant streams. As the population increased, churches reflecting the religious backgrounds of the incoming settlers were established in the area. The two largest in-town churches, though, were First Baptist of Snellville and Snellville United Methodist, and they were constituted in 1882 and 1884, respectively. Although people were moving to the area, there was little commercialism. Um, Families traveled many miles by horse and wagon to purchase needed items for their homes, families, and farms. In 1874, three teenage boys in London, England, dreamed of coming to America. The young men were Thomas Snell and James and Charles Sawyer. 
They planned a secret voyage to the United States, but Tom Snell's parents found out about the trip and didn't allow them to go. Sawyer and his brother Charles left England March 18, 1874, and arrived in New York on April 1, 1874. They left New York and eventually settled in Madison County, Georgia, where they worked on a farm. Thomas Snell's parents finally consented to letting him join his friends, and they rendezvoused in Danielsville, traveled through Jefferson and Lawrenceville, and found work just north of future Snellville on the farm of A.G. Holmes, laboring for 10 bucks a month. After a disagreement over wages, they moved to the farm of Captain A.A. Dyer. Snell was a prolific writer and wrote endearing letters to his mother and family back in England. The existence and content of these letters was unknown until 2012, when the Snell family and the Snellville Historical Society were notified that 130 such letters were kept in England for a period, sent to a relative in Wisconsin, and held in trust there for over 100 years. These letters were returned to Georgia and provided tremendous new insight into the Snell-Sawyer period of Snellville's history. Shortly after his 21st birthday in 1878, James Sawyer left Snell, who was still working on the Dyer farm, and traveled back to England to claim an inheritance. While Sawyer was away, an entrepreneurial Snell married a local girl and was given an initial cache of groceries and supplies by a merchant in Five Forks Yellow River community, and he began to sell these. Snell was very successful in his venture by turning and multiplying his inventory several times. Snell then liquidated his stock and returned to England to visit family in 1879. In August of 1879, Sawyer and Snell returned to America together and opened a merchantile business in a small wood frame building on the southwest corner of current US 78 and Georgia 124. In 1882 to 83, the two built a large one-story rock store on the east side of 124 with rock from Snell's quarry, Baker's Rock, the two lads were uniquely qualified to establish Snellville as a retail center. Since both had worked in large merchantile firm in London, one of the world's largest cities, Snell and Sawyer were very successful merchants, taking in as much as $500 a day and drawing customers from distant communities. Their business strategies included barter credit and making change in store script, which is money that could only be spent in their store. Clients traveled from as far away as Athens, the trip to buy supplies usually required an overstay night, and the only accommodation available to the travelers was a large chestnut oak grove in which people camped. There was a well in front of the store and uh, provided water for customers and animals. For some unknown reason, although there were many theories, after a few years the partnership dissolved. Mr. Stell retained his business in the granite building and Mr. Sawyer returned to the wooden store across the street and built a two-story granite store around it over a 10-year period. The two-story rock structure was a Snellville icon until it was demolished in 1966. In 1884, Mr. Sawyer opened the first post office and served as the first postmaster in Snellville. Post office served Snellville until it was closed in 1907. It opened again in 1932 in the Pate Building and has served the community continuously since operating out of several buildings. The city was incorporated in 1923 with Gladstone Snell, founder Tom Snell's nephew, as Snellville's first mayor. In the late 1920s, the charter became dormant and remained so until the 1940s, at which time W.C. Britt became mayor. 
During his administration, the city limits were extended to one mile from the city of town. After Mr. Britt's term of office, the charter again became dormant and remained so until after World War II. Then the charter was activated in 1947. After World War II, residents of Snellville pursued employment other than agricultural. Many men traveled daily to the Atlanta area to work in the automobile or other factories. This was the beginning of the transition of Snellville from a farming to a bedroom community. In the late 1950s, two local brothers, Jimmy and Wayne Mason, began building homes in the Snellville area. With the availability of attractive, affordable brick homes, Snellville grew more than 200%. Shopping centers, hospitals, schools, and churches appeared to meet the needs of the growing population. The Masons were very active in recruiting doctors, dentists, grocery chains, etc. to stimulate the growth. Guys, uh, if you check out Snellville, check out Snellville's website at snellville.org and you can read more history. This was written by Jim Kofer, Snellville Historical Society. It's available on their website. Um, There's also a lot more that I didn't read from this. Uh, So if you're really interested in Snellville's history, go there and check it out just for starters. Um, And think about that. You know, you got two uh, men who were kind of in retail and starting their business um, as merchants in an area that now is kind of just filled with places to shop, uh, with stores galore. Um, I mean, there are strip malls up and down 78, 124 over there. Um, And so that's kind of in the tradition of its founders, which when you think about it that way, it's pretty cool. This episode of Gwinnett History Back in the Day was produced by me, Nathan McGill, with engineering assistance from Wade Greer. Make sure that you subscribe to Gwinnett History Back in the Day on Apple, Spotify, or wherever podcasts are free so you never miss an episode. This podcast is brought to you by Gwinnett Magazine's Guide to Gwinnett. Do you want to know where to go, what to do, when it starts, who to ask, what to buy, or how to help in Gwinnett County, Georgia? Well, join the thousands of other Gwinnettians who have already discovered the Guide to Gwinnett. Visit guidetogwinnett.com and get a free listing for your business. Check out all the marketing platforms for your business from Gwinnett Magazine, Gwinnett's definitive publisher of magazines, newsletters, and podcasts for over 20 years and counting.